I think it's going to be decently high scoring, but I think the pressure on the quarterback on both sides is what's going to probably decide it. You're listening to the Fox Den Sports Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Todd and his three sons, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. Welcome back to the 103rd episode of the Fox Den Sports Podcast podcast like to welcome back all of our friends our family and yes even those foes we have they keep climbing i am todd fox along with kellen and garrett my two oldest sons and their uncle and my brother-in-law clay bench mcdonald uh, again we're the fox in sports podcast gannon should be on a plane right now i think uh heading back to uh to see us here very soon uh he'll, we'll see him tomorrow and then kellen will be flying in kellen will be like uh what Almost 12 hours from now, you'll be here. It's crazy. About 13, I think, which is crazy. It is crazy. So, very nice. Well, Garrett's back. So, hopefully, the views will get bigger. Uh, you know, views kind of take a little hit when uh, Garrett, it makes me wonder if he like watches it a thousand times and uh, makes the views high when he's there. Maybe. Almost definitely. He told me he stopped watching in the middle of it just because he didn't want to give us the view. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stupid little jerk. Anyway, just kidding. Uh, so, Oklahoma, we're gonna we're gonna dive into a lot of Oklahoma sports today. Uh, but first off, obviously the the thirty one uh, twenty four victory over BYU. Um, crazy, crazy game. Um, once again, once again, uh, nerves out, out of out of control. So, Clay, what were your thoughts? Um, like concerns out of coming out of the game anything yeah i didn't watch the game what i'm just kidding oh. <laughs> what are you talking about we're you no you're, um man it just i think it just solidifies how we are how we've been the last two years and uh i think the only difference is last year there we always kept saying, man, there's four or five games that, man, just to play here or play there, we'd been 10 and two, nine and two at the end of the year, but we sure. weren't because of few dumb mistakes. And so we're making some of those plays. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's crazy how we're like number one in the nation and in interceptions and like almost dead last when it comes to sacks. And that usually correlates pretty well so that's a to me one of the weirder stats um but just i don't know players are just not i don't know it is just it was the most craziest game like i just kept thinking we're gonna lose this game they literally byu has some of the worst statistics in in the ncaa especially like on defense. Right. And we couldn't hardly, I mean, we did some things, but then we couldn't stop them. Their run offense was like in the bottom sure. half of the big 12 and they were just sticking it down our throats. And, and uh, I know we still have some injuries and people aren't playing as well. And I think one nugget I heard from Brent Venables at halftime, it's because, you know, they, they did a lot of run RPO and with the quarterback run and uh, which was killing us. And, uh, 
heard Brent Venables at halftime when they're interviewing. He said, yeah, we they haven't been doing that all year. We we weren't expecting that since it's, we got to make some adjustments. And so the quarterback didn't run much in the second half. Sure. Um, but he, um, you know, I thought we got super lucky on the pick six. Um, not that it wasn't a great play, but they were like literally gashing us and sticking it down our throats. And then the quarterback decides to throw that ball. Damn. And so that to me was the complete difference in the game besides the turnovers that they created. Sure. You know, it's crazy is Billy Bowman. I was listening to uh, him after the game. I listened to um, all of them. He was supposed to blitz on that play. And he saw that that guy, uh, that player, um, all alone. So that's why he decided he decided to go over there and had a thought, had an idea, and then he that's, picked it up. That's interesting because I did see the replay because he got out there way late. Yeah. And I was like, what is he doing? And uh, But that's interesting you say that. I didn't know that. That is crazy. So. Kellen, Garrett, what are your uh, what are your thoughts so far? We are what nine and two right now. So first time we've um, ever beaten BYU. Thank goodness. It was a little scary. Just, a little. I mean, watching it, I was a little scared, especially like you said when they were driving down the field. I was like, this might be just this is going to end it. But when we got the pick six on the goal line, I was like, all right, at this point. But we had twenty one points off turnovers, so it's like yeah. our offense. Granted, Dylan Gabriel got hurt. I was I would hope. Jackson Arnold will do a little more, but it's just still, again, our defense just carries this team, and it's crazy that it was the opposite for so many years. Like, I would, there's not a lot I wouldn't do to have this defense, like with Baker, Kyler, Jalen, any of them. But we'll see. I mean, I think it's the it's just going to be a glimpse of the future with Brent Venables. So, yeah, yeah. Still got to find a new kicker. Oh, my goodness. Zach Schmidt. At this point, you putting him in there, like his confidence is shot. Whether you take him in or keep him in there, it's not it's not there anymore. Yeah, 100 percent. So I don't understand why we don't just make the switch now, because it's not like it can really get much worse, to be honest. And then just special teams in general, man, like Gavin Freeman, you got to get him off of the punt return. I don't care if you have Stoops call a fair catch every time. I don't care if you have – I know uh, Billy Bowman's a really good returner. Like, if you have to have a star back there, so be it. Like, C.D. Lamb used to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvin Mims used to do it. So, I don't know why all of a sudden we're putting our fourth or fifth string receiver who, for some reason, just can't track the ball on a punt return. Right. But other than that, I mean, Kel mentioned Arnold. All, all Arnold has to do is hit that one pass to Nick Anderson that's wide open – which he should have, right? But and then it's a completely different one game, but also just his stats look way better. He would have been six to nine for probably close to a hundred yards and a touchdown. Like sure. that's pretty solid. So he did. I don't know if you guys heard it. You probably did, but on that pretty much game ceiling third down conversion to Farouk, uh, Arnold audibled to oh, that. Yeah. yeah. So it was supposed to be a run, I guess, or maybe just a different play, but having a freshman that confident in that environment late game to just sit there and trust his gut and his receiver and put that thing on the spot because that, that defensive back was on Farouk's back. So yeah, he was. that was not a tight window. And then he got drilled in the neck, but <laughs> yeah. Well, they were talking about it on the sports animal. They were talking about, all oh, the, you know, uh, originally uh, before they knew that he audible out of it, 
hey, you know, all the fans that say that, you know, Levy's too conservative, they can't say that this week. And then all of a sudden it comes across um, Gibson's the one who, who who mentioned it in a, in a press conference. And they did ask Jackson Arnold about later on. He And they didn't say what he audibled out of. Most likely, I guarantee it was a run. That's just my thoughts. But it was a perfect pass. Help us run, obviously run that clock out. And to your point, like if he hits that big bomb, I think he's probably just got a little little excited and overthrew it. But then again, like when's the last time we saw a, an OU receiver get overthrown? Because <laughs> it's been a while. Because, I mean, I loved him Gabriel, but he doesn't have that. True. I think he was just surprised. I mean, yeah. That guy was five yards behind him. Oh, yes. But I will say, though, I would rather him, uh, obviously, overthrow than underthrow. Oh, yeah. Sure, 100%. But you okay. see all the time in the NFL, too, when a guy's that wide open, they just throw it to where they're standing and to make sure they catch it, and then they're pretty, then they're down right there. Like, I would rather take a shot and let the receiver have a chance to run sure. after the catch for a touchdown. Like, sure. I hate whenever they're just so conservative. They're like, man, he's so open. I just got to make sure he gets this. Well, it's like last night. I mean, I'm not. We won't go into the NFL, but um, the you know, Mahomes throws the deep ball, and like, what is it? I don't know how you say that guy's name. Valdez Scantling. That was yeah. a perfect ball. It so. was a beautiful oh, yeah. ball, and he you got to make that catch. And same thing, um, Nick Anderson wide open. He catches it, game over. But to your point, he would have had a lot more stats because he ended up with five for nine for th- uh, thirty three yards. So, but the thing is, will what are your what do you guys' gut reaction tell you? Because I mean, you got an extra, you got a um, one less day uh, of preparation this week. Games on Friday, Black Friday instead of Saturday. Gabriel playing or not? What are your thoughts? Yes, you think so? Yeah, and if the first quarter kind of looking a little woozy, he'll be fine. And I think too the way we've been playing the last couple of weeks. I think we're going to see a lot more rushing attempts because Sawchuck's kind of ran away with the starting role, average yeah. seven and a half this yeah. game, which is very nice. So I think we'll see a lot more rushing unless oh, yeah. we get unless we get behind. But I don't see. I guess I don't see that happening. Uh, I Clay, what do you do? You think he's playing? Man, I've I've uh, seen things on so seems like everything on social media says he's playing. Sports Animal today said he was not. That's what I think. I don't think he's playing. So, I don't know. I didn't even hear Sports Animals say that, but I don't think he's going to play. I think Brent Venables came out and said it um, as, you know, just to say it, um, gamesmanship. So, they have to practice for him or whatever it might be. But I just – I don't think he's going to play. And that's going to stink. But it will be nice to see Jackson Arnold what he can do. Because he can run too. uh, And with Sawchuck. But then I think – I mean, we'll see. It'll be interesting. The yes, he can run, but like he ran eight times in one half. Like that's too much. You gotta hundred percent yeah. make sure yeah. they're kind of I mean, I get it does make them on their toes when you do it a lot, but I mean, I don't know. He's a big body, but he took he did take a couple shots. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, and I don't really like that. We can't get him hurt because we don't have anybody behind him. If, if Gabriel doesn't play, we have nobody behind him. It's not going to be Davis Bevel, which probably who it would be. And that guy can't play, unfortunately. I know he, he may watch, but uh, sorry, Davis, but you just not very good. So anyway, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned because I don't, I, I don't think he'll play and we'll see how that all entails. I think we'll obviously go into the game, try to be conservative, try to run the football. Um, 
do a little play action possibly, but here's what I would do. I'd let him rip. I'd let it, let it rip, let him go, go for it. See what happens. Cause he's going to have, you know, most likely he's the guy next year when we, when we jump into the sec, just let him rip, let him throw it, you know, 30, 32 times, uh, you know, this, this game, see what he can do. That's what I would do. Take off the diapers or whatever you want to say the, you know, and give him the keys and just let him, let him, let him get out there and, uh, and make it happen. Cause it's not going to get any worse. I mean, we're nine and two, we could get, I mean, yeah, you could lose nine and three, but here's the thing. We got a lot, we have to have a lot to even happen in order for us to get into the uh, big 12 championship between Texas playing Texas tech and then Oklahoma state playing BYU. I don't know. After BYU played that game, I'm like, man, they might be able to beat Oklahoma state if it were in, if it were in, in uh, Utah, but it's since it's in Stillwater, I'm having an I, I'm having a thoughts that uh, that BYU uh, that OSU will probably win that one, and I, I could see Texas honestly. I could see Texas getting beat. I really could, but I just don't know, man. But hi, but what happens if um, what happens if K State keeps winning? Do we do we and let's say one of those two drop, either Oklahoma State or um, Texas? Are, are, we, are we automatically in if we win? Yeah, are we? K-State would have to have all three to lose. Not Sorry, not all three. Two of the three. Really? Huh. We held the tiebreaker over K-State because of our okay. win over Texas. Okay. I was just curious because, I mean, I know they got beat by Kansas. or uh, Yeah, they got beat by both of them. They, yeah, they did. I think they it should have beat be all Texas. three of them. They had that game all right. I think, well, whatever. I don't want to get into that. It's ridiculous. But I know those three BYU turnovers obviously um, completely changed the game. Um, Gabriel was 13 for 21 for 191 yards, uh, two TDs. So anyway, well, I'm, I'm happy. Um, happy for the win. I couldn't understand how they were just running the ball. So well. I think they had seven, no, 5.7 yards, uh, average per run, which is absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, I guess a lot of people were, were saying that uh, the defensive line got, you know, got, uh, ripped, but then Venable said the reason why, um, they rushed for so many yards as the linebackers weren't in the place where they're supposed to be. I don't know if you heard that. Linebackers said that. Terrible. Who did? Linebackers. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's that's tough. I mean, because I think two of our best tacklers that game were Bowman and uh, another who was the other one, uh defensive back. You know, Dolby. Yeah, you don't want your defensive backs being the being one of your lead tacklers because that means they're getting behind the linebackers and you're having to tackle them. So one thing I loved was the fake punt. One thing I did not like was going three and out right after that. The fake punt. And then who was it? Um, the fake punt we had to uh, call the yeah. penalty. So we the, pe- the penalty on what's oh, his yeah, name? Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, uh, I like the idea. Like, Tanya, you don't see yeah. Oklahoma do that very Stogner, much. Austin Stogner. And I that didn't look like it too big of a whatever, block in the back. Order. I think he would have gotten a first down if, he, if, if Stogner doesn't do that anyway. But, it's it, yeah, it was aggravating. Hundred percent, and then um, you know the, when the wet when the weather's a little bit down. I mean, I guess it was looked like I don't know, it looked like rain to me, but kind of evens the playing field a little bit because OU's probably a lot more speed than BYU, um, and seemed like the crowd was really into it consistently. So, but I don't know how many OU fans were there, but it seemed like it was crazy. But I'm just like I said, I remember BYU. We talked about it last week. Was it the Copper Bowl? You said last week, Clay. That we got beat by, got smoked by him, and then that first game, I guess, in in Jerry Jones Stadium, um, when Sam Bradford got knocked out. Uh, that's the only two times we've ever played him, and they beat us both times. So finally, 
we got to win against Brigham Young. But I will tell you, going into this game, so here here's some stats for TCU. I got I got a little stat sheet here. So going into it, um, OU's number seventh in total offense, and TCU's number fourteen in total offense. So TCU's got some got uh, some offense. I mean, OU's number seven in passing, averaging three hundred fifteen a game. TCU is number nine in passing, averaging three hundred nine. We're number 39th in the country in rushing at 178 average. They're 75 with 152 average. And then if you go at total defense, we're number 68. They're number 87. We've got 378 yards average given up, and they got 390. So they can pass the ball, which concerns me because it seems like anytime we play a quarterback, they pass pretty well. Um, sometimes uh, we have an, have an issue. Any any thoughts on the TCU game, upcoming TCU game, and, and what's your uh, – what what you're expecting to see? I think it's going to be decently high scoring, but I think the pressure on the quarterback on both sides is what's going to probably decide it. Because their quarterback, keep in mind, this is their second stringer. I, I don't think the starter's injured, but going into the season, I think this is their second stringer. Mm-hmm. He's got eight interceptions already, and he hasn't played like all the games. So, that's where we can definitely make him pay is turning the ball over. So, anyone else? What do you expect? I'm always expecting turnovers on our side. So, that's what's going to win the game. That's what's won all of our games. I'll just continue to expect it three turnovers. We've got to get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, we've got to figure out a way. I don't know. I mean, other than a bowl game and possible Big Twelve championship game, this is our last one of you know the last game of the season, and we've got to we haven't we still haven't figured it out um, mm-hmm. with with the, with the front four. You know what I mean? I think the score is going to determine on if Gabriel pays or not. I agree, hundred percent. It's kind of hard to predict, isn't it? Yeah, if Arnold plays, I think they're going to be Much fairly conservative, more conservative calling. But if Gabriel plays, I think they'll just go back to normal and be in a home game. Uh, I think it's a massive advantage. But I think on the flip side, TCU is going to be very aggressive on defense. And like we've said, Arnold's got a freaking cannon on him. Yeah, and does. I take Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson one-on-one 50 yards down the field over anyone else. So I think that's where we'll definitely see. If Arnold's in, they're going to try and pressure him, make him make a – freshman mistake but and that's where i will really see if he's you know yeah. actually pretty good and i'm not going to just base off of this game but he, he can put that thing 60 65 yards down the field and i don't oh. think i know tcu knows that but it's kind of hard to game plan for when you have, you're used to gabriel about 40 45 clay who who was it that said something about gabriel they was it just a hunch or do they do they know something do you know I just saw it on social media. Really? Man, that's going to be rough. Because it's one less day, and then, I, you know, they never have really come out and said what it is, which is obviously shows me that it's probably um, concussion protocol because if it wasn't, I think they would say that, wouldn't they? When they say, when they say something, like it was uh, – I, I, somebody told me that they saw the bottom of the ticker change from – possible concussion of some sorts to upper body upper body injury i don't know 
Did anybody yeah. see him after the game? Like, I mean, or during the game on the sidelines or anything, Gabriel? They showed him video of him walking around, hugging his family and stuff like he normally does. And yeah. then I've heard that, you know, on the plane, he was just doing normal stuff. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't like in a neck brace or iced or anything like that. Just, but I don't know. Then again, what do you do for a concussion? How much, how much of it determines if OU says he can play versus like, you know, whatever the protocols are, you know what I mean? Like, I think that if he wanted, if he could, he'd play and coaches would let him play, but I think there's probably some hurdles that he would have to go over since right. he, you know what I mean? Cause I mean, again, I've never ever heard it was officially a concussion at all. Haven't either. Were you going to say something, Garrett? No. I do think not saying a concussion or like them not coming out and saying it's a concussion yeah, kind of protects them for if they do play him. 100%. If something happens, you know what I mean? I agree 100%. Last thing you want is to be like, yeah, he's in concussion protocol. Right. Force him in there Friday. He gets another one. And right. And I don't want that. I mean, I would, like I said, I'd rather get Arnold in there. And the only unfortunate thing is, is probably a much more conservative game plan. But from my angle, I mean, I'd be ticked off about it. But then again, they know more about it than I do. Like they know um, what Arnold can do, what he can't do. And obviously I'm sure Texas TCU would, uh, would be prepared for it just in case and try to mix him up a little bit, different coverages, whatever it might be and, and uh, confusing, but. As long as Sawchuck can run that football, I'm looking for over under. Like if we run it, let's say we run it for 185 yards, do we win? Yeah. Yes. I'm thinking 185 yards. You know, 100. 100 I'd say 185. We can run for 185. Think and not not like the first quarter. Sawchuck runs for 70. You know, because I mean, then you don't have to very get very much after that. I'm just saying, like. I think if we can do that. I think we got a good shot at winning, but we've got to make sure we don't turn the ball over. That's what got us against uh, uh, Kansas and got us against um, Oklahoma State was turning the ball over. We don't turn the ball over. I, I like our chances. I, I really do. Well, any predictions? You guys want to do any predictions yet, or is it a little too early for you? Because it's hard to predict. And in my opinion, Gabriel, I think right? I think we score more with Arnold than Gabriel. Really. I think I think Arnold's a bigger risk taker, and he might get a pick. But I think you're going to see a lot more big plays if he's in there, both on the ground and on the in the passing yeah. game. Because again, with his arm strength, the safeties are going to. How Clay? How do you think it's going to be from TCU standpoint if they do go against Arnold? Not seeing much of him, you know, other than little, you know, his runs he made early in part of the year. How? What are they going to look at? How difficult is that? What do you think? I don't know. I, I think they're just kind of, I think Gary said earlier, just the, being a freshman quarterback, trying to confuse him as much as possible. But, um, you know, overall, I think you got to play the same game plan because I don't think OU is going to have much of a different game plan on the plays. Maybe the play calling will be different, but not sure. the game plays. I mean, I think the biggest X factor in the game is that TCU – they got to win to go to a bowl. Ooh, yeah, you're right. And that that concerns me about as much as anything for motivational factor. True. I think that then, would be the first first team in the national championship game to not make a bowl the next year. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. And then, what do you think? Um, you know, 
Kellen, what do you think about him with uh, with having a hypothetically because the team probably knows. And my guess is I don't know the answer to this. My guess is he's taking a lot of first team reps right now because I I'm guessing they don't know a whole lot about what Gabriel's going to do. How much does that help him? Being able to take a lot of first string reps and quite a bit of them this week. What do you think? How much does it help Arnold? Yeah, yeah. Arnold. I think I think all of it helps the preparation. The especially like he he has a he has a better idea than any of us whether he thinks he's starting this week or not. Also, just coming in there knowing there's a chance. Like he probably came in last week not expecting to touch the ball once at all. So like it kind of changes things. So I think definitely having preparation and expectation that this is a a very strong possibility completely changes how he enters that game and like if i was him and i was in his situation and if i was playing i'd want to come in there and light it up to get everybody hyped up for next year i'd want to go go in there and go crazy yeah 100 percent. also too to that point with the transfer portal now you see if you're Think about hitting the transfer portal and you're like a you know star receiver or offensive lineman, whatever it is, and you see this guy, like you said, lighting it up in his first start, you're gonna be like, that's a guy I could catch a ball for. Yeah. But also, like you just said, um him wasn't expecting to take a snap at BYU. I don't think he would I think he was mentally probably ready to not take a snap the rest of the year. That's yeah. why I'm I'm pretty sure as well. Because they were gonna redshirt him. Yeah, they were going to exactly. try and redshirt him. And so I don't know. I'd have to look. I don't know if him playing this week messes that up or if this past week messed it up. But either way, think it was he's, he's not going to be able to redshirt, which I've said it before. I'm not worried about because he probably yeah. wasn't going to be here then anyways. He's but gonna, I understand from the team aspect, just in right. case, be putting that redshirt on. He's going to play two years, you know, and then hypothetically, if he did play his senior, let's say he played his senior year, he wasn't gonna play more than three years. You know, start anyway. He's as good as what everybody yeah, says. Hundred percent. If he's the no real deal, which I think he, I think he will be. I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. So we'll see. Clay, you got any thoughts on it? Uh, my my guess is we're gonna see both quarterbacks play this week. You think Gabriel? Yeah, I think we're gonna see them both play. And that Gabriel's gonna start play. They'll bring in. Arnold for some things that they saw good because, like you said, he's going to run some first-team reps. And so, oh, yeah, he's really good with this yeah. grouping right here. He feels comfortable in that. We're going to get him out there now that we burned his red shirt. Yeah. Um, If we do get to go to the Big 12 championship, something else to throw at him. Um, I mean, if if we don't go to the Big 12 championship and Gabriel doesn't play, we may never see him in the Sooners uniform again. He may yeah. not play in the bowl game. Yeah, no, you're you're 100 correct on that for sure. You think there's any shot that uh, Levy leaves for like a head coaching job? I heard I keep hearing his name mentioned with Mississippi State, but then I also hear other people saying there's no chance he's going to be a head coach next year. No, no. I'm not he worried. About shot he leaves just because of all the drama earlier this year. Because everybody was saying after that he might just leave, just had a spite. Right. Well, I'm not even really. I mean. We got Seth Luttrell, I think, who could, who, who could step in and, and be a solid offensive coordinator, hypothetically, if that even happened, but not too worried about it. Garrett, were you going to say something? You look like you're going to say something. I was just going to say, I wouldn't be, I guess I wouldn't be surprised either way. Like, if he leaves, I'm going to be like, I mean, that's what you come to Oklahoma as a coordinator to get a head coaching position. And for the most part, I mean, he's done pretty good. You know, he's fine. It's just, it's not what we're used to. It's, but it wins games and 
if he, I mean, last year, you scratched last year, he's won in essentially so far almost just as many games as Lincoln did. So, um, can't say much about that. But I yeah. also wouldn't be surprised if he did or did not leave to kind of prove again in the SEC with the new quarterback. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. that's a big yeah. opportunity yeah. right there. He's got the, he's got his guy. And that's where, you know, a lot of fans rip him. Um, you know, for play calling, it doesn't matter who the offensive or defense coordinator, or head coach, or whatever, they're always going to rip. There's always those guys that are going to rip. They're the ones that wear the uh, what do you call it? The the uh, well, you know, what I'm talking about the uh, t shirts with no sleeves, you know, real tight ones. Um, that's what th- those are those goobers that have a couple teeth in there. Um, that that, that make those kind of comments. But my point is, they're going to complain regardless on who the offensive coordinator is. He's been conservative. In my opinion, I think that Gabriel is a good quarterback. I do, but I don't think he does everything that Levy needs him to do. And I think Jackson Arnold might be that guy that can do it, uh, throw the ball deep, have a little bit better of an arm. Um, he's he's obviously – and Gabriel was good at running the football as well. But I just think he'll be able to do more things. Maybe you'll see – maybe not this week, but future – the uh, uh and a little bit of an involvement of the offensive uh play calling. I don't know what your thoughts are. Well, I have no idea what people you're talking about because that was I have no you're idea. But people going back last year, like whenever there's a tornado, last year interview those people. Those are the people that are making those dumb comments. They're the well, same ones calling in on the radio. I think Lobby's overrated, so I guess I'm I'm one of those guys. I think he needs to get out of here. Think I don't about like this. I don't like conservative play calling. I, I don't either. Last year, everybody was wanting freaking Ted Roos' head. Yeah. You haven't heard a word about him this year. Not mm-hmm. a, and, he, and you shouldn't because he's improved this defense. I know you, you need to give a ton of credit to Venables, obviously, but, I mean, the defensive coordinator plays a factor in that. He does. So, I think by next year, I think we'll be fine. Again, like you said, we'll always have one of the coordinators or something to complain about. But <laughs> keep in mind, too, this is our – receivers coach first year um which i think he's doing a great job recruiting and it's definitely a huge improvement from last year but 100 percent, you still got to mesh a couple of those guys a little bit and so 100 percent. no i agree i agree and the thing is is that i think the longer venables helps build this team i think you're going to see it better with i mean with some of these players that he's bringing in and I'm hoping to goodness that some of these guys, like A and M guys, that we were hoping we were going to get, I don't, I haven't heard anything. But if that, if have you heard anything like with that, what's that guy? Uh, not 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 necessarily like yet, but everyone knows that we're going to be one of the high, high targets of these A and M guys. And the two, yeah. the three names, I'm have my eyes on is David Hicks, who was the number one defensive lineman last year, who shocked everybody and went to AM. Yep. And then two guys for this class. So they'd be freshmen next year. Terry Bussey, um, like an athlete receiver yeah. for next year, five star, and Dominic McKinley, a five star defensive lineman. So whereas we could get some of the guys in the transfer, we could also get a huge steam right. on the current coming 100%. class, which I, I would love even more just to kind of get them in there a little bit younger, fresh start, everything like that, get rid of all the a and M, whatever the heck they got going on over there, yeah. but yeah, I guarantee in the next four weeks we get Williams and Winnie. I hope so, man, dude. I wish, but the way they're playing right now, he may, yeah, yeah but he, are, he 
he wasn't happy on Sion on Sion but when, uh, when he announced it though. Yeah, but also too, Drinkwitz is connected to A and M, so I mean, you never know. No, you don't. You know, and to our thousands of listeners that we have, if you know how to kick a football, sign with Oklahoma. Being, you know, we got. I'll get a I because got we a, need I, you, not because we have a good history. Right? Because we need. I got an NIL you. deal for you. I'll, I'll, you come over to the house. We'll cook you some dinner. Um, I never graduated. Am I still uh, eligible? You're, yeah, you're eligible. I'll get in there, and I can do just as good as these guys. I mean, seriously, like we've got to get a kicker through the transfer quarter. I, I I don't see why we wouldn't. And again, I'm not bashing on the kid, but he's just lost his confidence and he's lost us. Uh, and I, it's not only him, no, but it's messed with it's, the momentum in our it's, game. It's messed with momentum and it's hurt our chances. And it almost, it almost hurt us this game too. Cause to be honest with you, we should have, you know, if he makes that, we, we win by 10 uh, for sure. So it is what it is, but it's unfortunate, right? Unfortunate. But uh, any predictions? I know it's kind of hard to do a prediction, but let's let's make a prediction um, based on the fact. I mean, either whatever you want. I mean, whether or not you think uh, Arnold's playing, or if you think Gabriel's playing, who wants to go first? And what do you got? I'm going to go first. I'm going to say OU wins twenty-seven to twenty-four on a Gabe Schmidt last-second field goal. <laughs> what is it? A twenty-yarder or what? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Well, he missed. What was that last week? 27? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. I'm going Oklahoma thirty-five twenty-seven. I'm going Oklahoma forty-five to twenty-eight. And I think if Arnold plays, he has three hundred plus offensive yards and three touchdowns. Wow. Okay. I've got OU uh, thirty-three and TCU thirty. When it comes down to a uh, a missed field goal. To, to try to ice it from us and then they go down and we get an interception from uh little little gentry williams hopefully he plays hopefully he plays if he doesn't play it'll be ah what's the kid's name uh peyton bowen baby not, well you got peyton bowen and then you've got um dad gummit who they were going after him last week i, I can see him the, fr- the other freshman yes uh you know what I'm, you know what i'm talking tw- about number 23 yeah. or something like that yeah yeah josiah wagner yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but that's that's my prediction, and hopefully, hopefully it'll go well. I know Kellen, like I said, you'll be here probably within the next 12, 13 hours. We got Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, really excited about that. I know. Here's here's just a couple things I gotta I gotta ask you guys about some Thanksgiving. Okay. Go I have on. one too, real quick. Go for it. Pulse. Well, what Clay? What's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? My favorite part about Thanksgiving is when I get to give the family the bird. Where'd you go, Clay? <laughs> you, you must be talking about the uh, the turkey. Is my the turkey? Oh guess. yeah. What are, What are you talking about? All right. So let me ask you this: Would you rather eat turkey every day for the rest of your life, or never have potatoes again? Never have potatoes again. What? Would you rather well, eat turkey? Well, yeah, but every well, day of the rest of your life, or never have potatoes again? What kind of potatoes? Any potatoes? Like Any chips potato. or anything? Any fries every single day. It doesn't say how much turkey. I'll take 100%. one bite. I will, I'll take a little bite, a little bite of turkey. I'll switch it up, dark meat one day, white meat the other. <laughs> Maybe make a little sandwich, a little stew. You like, do you guys uh, remember the Black Friday days? Remember those? Like whenever you guys would go out with mom and I would be in bed because. Yeah, when it used to be I, sacred on Fridays. Yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, you know what I mean? Because you guys used to go out um, 
Did y'all normally go to Walmart? Where'd y'all normally go? Oh yeah, they had five dollar video games. So me and Gary yeah. were just in there. Just well, tell us, tell us the little story about the time where Gary had to you had to crawl underneath people. I mean, they just there's just a bucket of bucket of games. We pretty much had everything we wanted. I think we wanted Amazing Spider Man or something right there, unless it was a Madden. I can't remember. And I just remember getting Gary down there on his hands and knees, getting in there and getting dirty. And <laughs> well, it used to now they do a, a dumb like single file line. Used to they would just sit there, you line up, and they tear it off, and people would go crazy. And yeah, like Kellen said, it was the Amazing Spider Man. It was like the on the very bottom. And we kind of like got out of the bucks. crowd. We were like, all right, let's, you know, go through what we got. And we started looking. I was like, man, I really wanted that Spider-Man. So I just, like you said, kind of crawled down. We had everything. people's legs, yeah. snagged it. Because we got thrown off because we got on the wrong line. We were in the, the line for Tupperware to start the night off. Yeah. Like, this is not where we <laughs> need to be. So we had a panic and we got everything. But yeah. one, the next year we discovered when... There was a game we they didn't have the Madden. The Madden was out, and we went to the very back, and we got Madden out of the case, and it was they gave it the same price. So easy. It was quiet back there for the most. Yeah, nobody part. was there. There Some was a lady dude was there. just like on his yeah. phone, like the worker, and we're like, "Hey, can we get this?" He's like, "Yeah." We scanned it. Black Friday price. You're kidding me. No, we were like, it's not we a thing anymore, though, years. people. So don't don't you yeah, try yeah. it. And nobody buys discs it. anymore either. So. No, it's unfortunate, right? I know I would be at home because I had to get up early, you know, because I was always real tired and stuff. So, but uh, Callie, me, okay. it'd be me and Callie, and I think Gannon was with me majority of the time. Most of the time, yeah. You know what I mean? So it'd be us three in, in my bed uh, sleeping because you guys were out till who knows when, you know. I remember one year we got a, we got a game and it was like a horror game and me, Gary, and Hunter played it. We beat it in like six hours. It wasn't supposed to be a long game. And then... I went to Sam's to wait in line at five in the morning to get a phone, a new yeah. phone. Yeah. And then I had to go to a triple at Lambert's. So I was like, pulled an all nighter going into a triple. Yeah. Awful day. Yeah. I know Garrett, when you got a phone, you, you mom's waiting in line once uh, for phone as well. I remember that. That we always, they always had a good deal for that. But uh, would you rather stand in line for three hours to get a TV for 75% off or stand in line for five minutes to get a TV for 25% off? Depends on how expensive the TV is. Like, is it like a good old like seventy, eighty inch? It's a good TV. Oh, yeah. OLED, it's yeah, a real good probably going seventy five. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I can wait the three hours if I know I'm getting the TV. The fear is when you don't know if you're getting. You don't know. You're waiting. Yeah, hundred percent. But if you know, three hours. What do you say, Clay? I do the three hours. Yeah, exactly. yeah, hundred percent. That's so funny, man. Um, I've never been Black Friday shopping one time in my whole life. It's never real. What are you doing on Thursday night? You got I've been Thursday night shopping. Um, I've gone on Thanksgiving. I mean, that, well, we that's that, the that's the new Black Friday. No, Black yeah. Friday is about to start in a few hours. <laughs> well, yeah, we have deals uh, tomorrow starting at three o'clock, and that's when our deals start. I don't know why people don't come in uh, and get the deal starting at three o'clock tomorrow at the Westgate Shopping Center, Dick Sporting Goods. Once we get to like us. episode ten thousand, we're going to be talking about like Black Friday starts on Saturday after Thanksgiving because it's starting for the next year. Well, episode 1,000, I'll be, what is that? That gum. He said 10,000. Did you say 10,000? We knock yeah. out about 300 a year. So what's that? That's about what? Like, I don't know. Figure it out because I don't know if I'll be here for okay. episode 300 a year. 
Well, I mean, yeah, we, definitely not. Oh wait, no, I, I was thinking we did one a day. We don't do no. that. We did a hundred. That'd be, oh, that'd be 192 years. Yeah. So our great great grandchildren will. Uh, well, remember we were doing the two a week, so only about oh, okay. 90 years. 90 years. So you guys, five years. Yeah, your grandkids will be all right. You got to keep in mind too, though. Eventually, this is just gonna be all our full time jobs Monday through Friday. So we'd be doing five, sometimes sure. six during the. During and by the, that uh, time, football like, season. I'm including the episodes of the Fox verse where we're not even on it. It's kind of the interns running the show on like these little side projects. I'm including that in the 10,000. <laughs> in that case, Word. I'd give us five years. That's what I was saying. <laughs> well, we could do what we could do an episode a day. That'd be fine with me. Gary, you weren't on last week, but uh, what are your top five? You got to have for Thanksgiving. Food. Food. And that includes dessert. It does include dessert now, but well, don't include don't Anyways, include dessert. I'll go dressing, okay. cream corn, mashed potatoes, cherry pie, and mm. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta have a little meat. Boy, he was all he was all confident there, man. Just well, yeah, but that's there. I'll go I'll go ham. I don't like hundred percent. Like Thank you. I don't you. like most of the turkey. Hundred percent, I, I agree. Hundred percent, and I I love ham. I like ham. I yeah. like ham. Yeah, I like ham. What? Okay, so what let's rank your uh, rank your own personal top five um, pies. Like, what are your favorite? What's your favorite pie? Go from top to bottom or bottom to top. Whatever you want to do. Pie. Yeah, cherry pie and apple pie is the only one I like. You're a goober, so no pecan or pumpkin. No, I can kind of do chocolate, like the what is it? Just chocolate pecan? Yeah, I don't prefer it. I probably, I guess, I just wouldn't eat it, honestly. Exactly. Gary figured out the plan on the chocolate pecan. Oh, yeah, he knows. I'll start eating that thing on Saturday. Yeah, he knows. Mine, I've been on a Taylor's sweet potato pie is insane. So I've been on a sweet potato pie kick. That's my number one. Chocolate pecan two, apple three, pecan four, cherry five. Okay. Clay? Yeah, pecan one, pumpkin two. Never had chocolate pecan, but it sounds pretty good. I'd probably go apple, cherry, blueberry. Blueberry, interesting. I'm, I, I want to like blueberry. I just never had a good blueberry pie, but it sounds incredible. Well, my favorite would be chocolate pecan and then, you know, and pecan, whatever you want to call it. Chocolate what? Pecan. I'm, I'm just getting, <laughs> I am I can't really cough. I'm, I'm like all choked oh, up right now when I think about it. it it's it's like it's up. like the blah, but just chocolate pecan. <laughs> chocolate pecan. Chocolate pecan. <laughs> chocolate pecan would be number one, then chocolate pie, number two. Apple pie. Um, dead gum. What's the rest? Probably pumpkin pie, and then I don't even. Oh no, cherry, and then pumpkin. Pumpkins, pumpkins last. So those are my my uh, favorites, and I love love me some Thanksgiving. It'll be fun. Everybody'll be together. Clay, I don't know if you guys are going to try to swing over at some point, or we're going to swing over there or whatever sometime because we got a, a lot of family in town. There. What'd you say? I'll probably drive over there. Not really oh, yeah. one for swinging. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I just know I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of a lot of good football. Well, I get football. Like, remind, reminds me of that chili you're going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. All right. So uh, I just want to remind all of our listeners that iron sharpens iron. 
Please stay safe. Be average and not average. <laughs> and remember to join the skulk. And until next time, where to go, Clay? Thank you. Good. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Boomer. <laughs>